This is Game Theory, a podcast about competition, strategy, and decision-making, hosted by me, Nick Andrews, and my brother, Chris. In this episode, we examine the greatest American of all time. Bobby Bonilla was a good, not great baseball player. Throughout the 80s and 90s, he overachieved on some teams and underachieved on others. Then in 2001, like so many before him, his time came, he hung up the cleats and retired. And that was that. Or not so much. Every year on July 1st, Twitter and Reddit and all the other social media platforms are filled with something called Bobby Bonilla Day. So what is Bobby Bonilla Day? I'll tell you. It's the day when the New York Mets must pay a retired baseball player $1.19 million. Bobby has been getting the big paycheck from the Mets on July 1st every year since 2011. And he'll continue to get it until 2035. Why? Well, we brought someone here to tell you. Hey, welcome to episode 35 of Game Theory, a podcast about competition, strategy, and decision-making. And if you're listening to this, it is officially the month of July, which I would argue aggressively, violently, nay, is the worst month of the year. And Chris, welcome to, welcome to hell. It's hot, it's sticky, it's miserable, and there's only baseball, only baseball. to hold us over until the real sports begin. Even, and we can enjoy ourselves once more in the fall. Even the tennis and the golf are in England. I, I mean, who, who cares? Like, we, we fought multiple wars, so we wouldn't have to care about that <laughs> tiny island yeah. off the coast of Europe, and yet here we are. Shouts to the tennis players, for, or well, shouts to the British for making people play tennis on grass, first of all. Yeah, like, of, of all the psychosis in the world, what, what is it that drives someone to think, like, you know this golf course? You know it would be really awesome for it? Trying to bounce a ball off it. <laughs> uh, Wimbledon is cool. I am a big fan. Um, I don't watch it. I do have – I prefer the women's game just because there's less margin for error, so people have different styles. In the men's game, there are, like, three people. They're better than everybody else. Every, like, there's no in the middle. But the women, like, anybody can beat anybody. It's pretty interesting. I have a favorite – I don't know if she's going to be there, Simona Halep. Regardless, Chris, today we're talking about the greatest American since perhaps George Washington, um, and we'll get to that in a moment, but you and I, um, I, most people will listen to this, we will have wrapped up what I'm sure is a very degrading and awful chess experience in Philadelphia, but a good vacation, I'm hoping. Yeah, I I have no doubt that we're going to be just absolutely embarrassed by our own performance at the upcoming World Open in Philadelphia. We're psyched about it, though. We love going to Philadelphia. Nick, you spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. Yeah, I lived there for, God, almost almost seven years. I was there for, well, in the area. I was in South Jersey. No, it's not Philly. It's fucking Philly. Like, if you can see the skyline, it's Philly. Yeah, it I mean, right like, like, look, New Jersey, I hate to break it to you, but there's two parts of New Jersey. There's three. There's the New York part, and there's the Philadelphia part. And then there's the beach. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I'm going to get in trouble with your wife if I don't acknowledge the, Down, the beach. Yeah, and the, there are, there's a group of people, if you've ever met one of them, there are a group of people that will get in fights about Central Jersey existing. And here's the thing. Central Jersey is, is both in the middle horizontally and in the middle vertically. Like, in New Jersey, this is a fun little tangent. 
there's something called the Pine Barren. It's as rural as parts of Wyoming. Like you can lose cell ser- service in New Jersey as you go from the populated part to the beach. It's See, I just weird. I just refuse to acknowledge it. It's like you know, <laughs> it, basically people sound like they're describing Delaware when they yes, talk about Central Jersey. Correct. And you know, people get really upset when I when I make that comparison. But it's like you guys, you can't you can't talk about being rural and valueless and lost in the woods <laughs> without me thinking of Wilmington. Yes, I mean it's basically it's basically that. Which I just learned the other day that you can't fly commercially to the state of Delaware. Is that really true? Do well, they I not mean, have an airport? No. Why would they? they wow. have Philly and Baltimore and and Dulles and whatever Reagan, even if you want, like they don't have an airport. That's shocking to me. Isn't that crazy? Like wow. So yeah. the District of Columbia and Delaware, the only territories in this country that you can't fly to commercially. Wow. Yep. Correct. I'm or sure they have some sort of airport. Like there are military bases and, and whatnot there. But today, Chris, we are talking about a guy named Bobby Bonilla. And if you don't know who Bobby Bonilla is, you may have heard him under the name Bobby Bonilla, which is a mispronunciation. Reasons that is happening is because he's been out of the limelight for so long as a professional athlete that most people in the sports zeitgeist today have no idea about his baseball playing career. So let's talk about Bobby Bonilla. Who is he? Bobby Bonilla is... As you said, the greatest American since GW himself. Right. He is a uh, he's a baseball player who had a really really roller coastery career. A lot of ups and downs. Uh, he was an all star at the time that he entered into the league. He's one of the most highly sought after players, and he would go on to become the highest paid player in professional baseball at the time. So he his career lasted from 1986 to his retirement in 2001, and the major highlights of his career aren't the fact that he finished with a 279 batting average and a 358 OBP. It's not the fact that he was a multi-time all-star. It's not even the fact that he won the World Series in 1997. He was on the Florida Marlins team mm-hmm. that won the World Series. Moises Alou, that was the Moises Alou team. Yes. The highlight of Bobby Bonilla's career is the fact that he, in the year of our Lord, 2022 is staring down 15 consecutive years of being paid by the New York Mets despite not having worn a professional baseball uniform since before 9-11. It's incredible what this man has been able to do. And he he really is living the American dream to a greater extent than anybody has ever. ever. Okay, so, and, you know, to talk about it, we have a special guest for this episode. Her name is Christian Borky. She is the host and associate producer, executive producer, comedian of a podcast called The Busted Business Bureau. So what she does is essentially find shenanigans that happen in nonprofits and businesses and just kind of expose them. And then kind of, she she kind of takes the joke out on them, which is the funny part of the podcast. She's like, haha, you people did this and we caught you and now I look at what's happening. It's And like her like topics include like, um, what, swans and she did dare. There's a bunch of interesting stuff. Yes, most recently uh, there was uh, an episode about bumblebee tuna. Not mm-hmm. to be confused with the greeting from Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a rip-roariously funny podcast. It's a really interesting podcast. Great uh, idea. Christian does a ton of research. She, she's very, very well-researched. And yes. it is just a pleasure and a delight for us to, to be able to talk to her about this, this most historic holiday. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, what is it, the 10th annual Bobby Bonilla Day? 11th annual Bobby Bonilla Day? Yeah, it's something like that. And it's going to go on until 2035. And we'll get into that with Christian. But before we do that, we would like to 
uh, update on some podcast stuff. Uh, once we get to a thousand subscribers, of course, we will go weekly. We also wanted to say uh, five star reviews on Apple help people find us. You're like, why are people not finding this podcast? Well, you could help us out with a five star review on Apple. You don't even have to listen on Apple. Just go there and and hit the hit the five star thing, just like your Uber driver. The other thing. Um, we are going to, our next episode, quote unquote, will probably be a chess cast. It'll be, I think, chess cast three. Um, it will not replace a normally scheduled episode. I know that some of you that are not into chess, are like, I don't want to listen to the chess thing. That's fine. It's just a normal chess episode. Then we'll be dropping another episode within our 10 day window that we, that we typically do. And I, I would say, uh, YouTube is coming right along. Post the videos usually t- sometimes before, sometimes a couple days after I'm working to try to get the videos there. It's video, uh, Chris is significantly harder than audio. Yeah, well, I mean, and you're trying to work with, I've been told we sound okay. I've been told we sound okay. And you know, I'm I'm willing to believe that, but I I will not be convinced that we are worth looking at. So if you feel, if if somebody really, that, that you hate in your life, is asking for some entertainment advice. Direct them to our YouTube channel uh, so you can watch all these episodes. You can also watch on Spotify on uh, on a lot of the old episodes and mm-hmm. uh, I think some of the the new episodes are going so, on. Spotify some of them. I well. can't decide what to do just because like, I want uh, people to watch on YouTube because being a podcaster is great. Being a YouTuber is that's when you become like a, a quadrillionaire. And so I'm trying to get people to YouTube. But yeah, you can. There's some of them are on Spotify and you can check. Just take a look at your phone and turn it sideways and. You might be able to see our uh, our faces that exist, or it would be a good way to say it. They're, They'd I'm, be I'm fun for that. a criminal sketch artist to draw someday. <laughs> yeah, some, uh, yeah, I, I someday. So I think uh, we're going to do the next two coming up episodes are going to be about, we're going to do an episode on the state of sports in America. We're going to spend about 15 minutes per major sport in America, and we're going to address what the sport is doing right and what the sport is doing wrong. With regard to game theory, we're not going to get into like things like Trevor Bauer and Deshaun Watson. That's for the authorities and more. All. We're more going to think of, like for baseball example, will be robot umpires. We're going to talk about that. We're talking about overtime rule in the NFL. We might even bring some people on to BS with us. We'll do the NFL, MLB, uh, NHL, and NBA, and probably college football. So probably do five. That's coming up. And we're also going to look at body image. That's going to be an episode coming up as well, Chris. The Dove Beauty commercial and then this uh, kind of infamous scar research that nobody can kind of track down. It's kind of a rumor or a, a maybe even a parable. So we're going to look at body image. That's what's coming up. Remember, have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and if you feel so inclined, you can reach out to us uh, any of that way. But without further ado... Let's go meet the host of the Busted Business Bureau. The incredibly funny, the incredibly talented, the excellent podcasting Christian Borky. We are joined by Christian Borky. She's the host, producer, extraordinaire kind of producer, I think, of the Busted Business Bureau podcast, which is sort of like a funny postmortem on businesses and people that have their heads up their ass. And we're, we're joined by here to talk about Bobby Bonilla and why the Mets are paying him like a tax. So, Christian, welcome yes. to the show. It's so lovely to be here. Yay. I love hearing other people talk about me and my work. It's pretty freaking cuckoo. Yeah, yeah I thought well, you, you on do TikTok. good work. It's 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 so it's a funny show, but it's an interesting show at the same time. It's like the ideal niche of podcast content. It's one of my. It's quickly become my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that is so nice of you, boys. Yeah. So we we I I saw you on TikTok. I was like, I wanted to collaborate with someone, and I know like, I'm not going to reach out to NPR. It's like that is exactly kind of what we're trying to do, but like with less information and more bullshit. So it's you're <laughs> you have much more facts and things, and that's why you're here to talk about this guy that was sort of kind of good in the in at baseball before the internet was fun, and now every year 
on July 1st, the entire internet celebrates the fact that the stupid Mets have to pay him a weird amount of money. So who is Bobby Bonilla? And like, just give me his, like the rundown of his career. Let's start with his career. Let's, let's talk about his career. So Bobby Bonilla started with the Chicago White Sox actually in 1986. That was his major league debut. Okay. And he was super young. He did fine his first couple of seasons. Um, But when he moved to the Pirates, I believe in the late eighties, uh, he got super good at baseball for some reason. It happens to people, I guess. He just found his stride. Mm-hmm. Um, he stopped, you know, being average at baseballs. And he, he became known as like a slugger really quickly, which I don't know how much your audience knows about like baseball or those terms, but yeah. that's someone who hits a lot of home runs. What is right. what is the I technical like term for like slugging percentage? I, I always hear that, but it, that just sounds like a really rad stat. Like how how good is this guy as a hitter? But like there's got to be some kind of metric behind yes. that, right? So, I mean, every, baseball people just can't stop at the statistics. So I, I know that OPS is on base plus slugging, but I don't know what slugging is. <laughs> they just made it up. <laughs> it's so interesting that you mentioned that. I'm reading a book right now called Weapons of Math Destruction uh, about big data and statistics and analytics. And it talks about how baseball is one of like the most free and fair examples of like algorithms and big data being applied to a thing yes. because everybody's access to the same stats and like figures. And there's like so much of it backlogged over time. That has nothing to do with Bobby Bonilla. I just no. wanted to mention that because I love that book. Kathy yes. O'Neill. Well, that was one of our first... Great shout out. We'll put Kathy O'Neill. Uh, Kathy O'Neill. We'll put her in the uh, show notes. One of our first episodes was exactly on this thing. Was was Moneyball and how like the movie was fake, but the idea was real. Yeah. Uh, so All right, Bobby Bonilla. Yes. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. He uh, had this you know pretty solid career, and he gets signed on to the New York Mets in like 1990. And he's at the time he was paid like the most amount of money that anyone in baseball had been paid to get onto the New York Mets. And quickly, he starts choking. They put him on third base. He makes like 30-something errors in a year. Too ma- Like too many for an MLB dude. Uh, that's he, so on brand for the Mets, too. I know. That's right. why it's of, great. Of all that's the teams part of the story. pay, that's the best part of the story. <laughs> so fans cannot fucking stand this guy. Because it's like, we paid all this money for you to just choke at third and not be good at hitting anymore. Why are you on the team? He would get in fights with like reporters that came into the clubhouse to like talk to him. Uh, there, you can find videos online of him just like swatting the microphones out of the way. being like, I will fucking kill you. Like he <laughs> rules. But he's also at the same time known as the guy with like the electric smile. Like he's, I'll say it, hot. And his smile like lights up a room and he loves playing baseball. So there's these two faces of Bobby Bonilla that are going on in his career in the 90s. And it's just fascinating to watch. Um, but the New York Mets, they're quickly fucking sick of this guy, right? So he gets traded a few times back and forth. And then he's on the uh, Florida, Mar- what's the, I, Maryland's, Marlin, Marlins. Marlins. Yes, Mar- yes the, the Marlins. artist formerly known as the Florida Marlins. They're the, they're the Miami Marlins now, but he was yes. the, at the time they were the Florida Marlins. When he was, was he on like the World Series team or? He, he, was, he was in 1997 and he won against Cleveland uh, in 1997. <laughs> of course against Cleveland, RIP. RIP to the, to the artist formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians. Course. And before I jump into 1998, I need to pause and ask, do you two know who Bernie Madoff is? Oh, yes. How could we forget who oh, Bernie Madoff man. is? The most famous Ponzi scheme doer yes. of the 21st century. So so far. So far. So far. Yeah, I know. someone. I, I hope to outdo him someday. Yeah. But for those who maybe are not in the know, um, very simply, Bernie Madoff is this guy who would, he would promise to invest your money, right? And he would... Pers- 
promised like 10% return on investment. So like you put in $100, you get $110 at the end of the year, um, which is insane for somebody like that. Like that's way high of a return on investment. Ridiculous. Um, and it turns out that all the people that were investing with him, so like they put their retirement fund with him, they would put, you know, their kid's college fund with him. When they would, you know, um, he would just take old invest or new investors' money and give it to old investors that were cashing out. That's what a, the Ponzi scheme Classic Ponzi scheme. Classic Ponzi scheme. And by 2008, uh, that all came crashing down because everyone wanted to withdraw their money because of the recession. And mm -hmm. then he got caught red-handed doing a Ponzi scheme. That is important for later. So just keep that knowledge mm -hmm. in, your, in your brains. So uh, 1998 rolls around. Bobby Bonilla is back on the New York Mets. They want him back. They were like, you just won the World Series. Girl, you slay. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and then starts choking again. I'm noticing that when he's with Hall of Fame, holy shit players, he's really good. And then when he's supposed to be that guy, he's really bad. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Like, yes, great. And also it's a hostile environment to him too. Like I can't imagine. Like, I, I'm always team Bobby Benio. Let me be very clear. When yes. he's saying fuck you to reporters, I'm team Bobby. That, did he actually incredible say pressure. I, I, when you said that earlier, I thought that was like you're you're capturing a vibe, but that he actually said that to reporters, like to their face. He was like, "Yeah, like test me, I will fight you." Like yeah. that you can find footage on YouTube of so many people have gotten videos of it saying that. Absolute legend, <laughs> legend, legend. So by 1999, they're like, "We want to get fucking rid of Bobby Bonilla, but we also don't want to lose a ton of money from it." So they come up with this plan. Um, they come up with a deferred contract, which a different member of the team had done like a few years prior. And a deferred contract means instead of the $5.9 million we owe you now, we will pay you like $1 million a year with an 8% uh, return uh, interest rate. Interest rate is what I was looking for. Um, so you're gonna get way more money. You're gonna get like $26 million. We're gonna pay you from 2011 to 2036. So we don't have to pay you now. Here's why they did that. They were so entwined with Bernie Madoff that they were getting 10% return on investment. So they decided to invest the 5.9 million with Bernie Madoff so they would make money by paying Bobby Bonilla with only an 8% return on investment. Holy crap. So I did not know that Bernie Madoff's scheme went so far <laughs> as to affect arguably the chokiest player in the history of the New York Mets. That's unbelievable. They, this is the um, greatest was, story ever. Like, Right? This is so New York. Um, this is so New York. Fred Wilpin and Sam Katz, who are brothers-in-law, and they were the owners of the New York Mets, they were so entwined with Bernie Madoff, they would take out bank loans to invest with Bernie to then make money, to pay off the loans. Like, they were that. Like, they believed in him like he was the fucking messiah. <laughs> so, this, this, like, they, this reads like... If you were if you were to like describe somebody like what's a, what's the biggest way to, to make a caricature out of the city of New York? It's like the <laughs> second best baseball team that can never win and signs this shitty choking player is so entwined with the most famous schemer of the 2010s. You know what's even you know what's my favorite part? Like the bow on top of all of this is there are no famous baseball players from New York. He's like the most famous. He's yeah. from he's, he's the Bronx. From the Bronx, right? He's from the Bronx. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. it's just perfect. Like it's unbelievable. So again, right? So to again clarify for the listeners, they thought they were going to make money on this deferred contract. So even though they had to pay him, the you know the fucking I think it's more than twenty six million. I think I've been ever wrong. Yeah. But they had to pay him way more than five point nine million. But because Bernie Madoff's you know um, thing would be at ten percent interest rate or whatever, they would make the two percent of a difference between what they had to pay Bobby and what Bernie would give them. So wow. by two thousand eight, 
<laughs> the plan falls apart because Bernie Madoff goes to prison, but they still have to pay this guy starting in 2011. So four years from now, they got to scrape up the cash to fucking pay Bobby Bonilla $1.2 million a year until 2035. Wow. So every year, July 1st rolls around, Bobby Bonilla gets his paycheck. He also has another deferred contract with the Baltimore Orioles. So he gets an extra $500,000 from the Baltimore Orioles. This man is double dipping in two of the jokiest organizations in professional sports. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. Crap. How much did you say he's getting from Baltimore? $500,000 a year starting from 2004. That's when those started. So he's been living pretty for a while. Yeah, what he doesn't a, have to try a at life. Yeah. I do oh. have a weird thing about this, though, and I wanted to get into this part of the discussion. So, like, this is really relevant in the year of our Lord, 2022, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2022. There, there it is. The, if inflation is so crazy that... Like the Mets are saving money by this by twenty and twenty thirty five, it's not going to be one point one million. And be like, that's a that's a Thursday afternoon on Wall Street. <laughs> well, that is true, and they were just put out by that billionaire. I don't remember yes. his name. But they yeah. just uh, in twenty twenty Sam something maybe. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah. thing is, Bobby Bonilla is not even the lowest paid player on the Mets right now. Like he makes more than their first baseman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And he hasn't played baseball. Let me be clear. He hasn't played baseball since 2001. Like, that's when he retired. <laughs> I didn't know it had been 20 yeah. years. He, so he hasn't been on the on the baseball diamond since the Bush administration. And this guy <laughs> is still not the lowest paid so player on actually, the Mets. I think I, I'm pretty sure that the way it worked is he retired. The deferred thing didn't start for like a decade later. So there was a gap where he wasn't making really any money. I don't know when the Baltimore contract kicked in, but the New York contract. Right. So he was out of baseball. Then he gets money from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And then a decade later, the Mets owe him money. So he was just like saving money, I guess, until 2011. That was 11 years ago. We have 15 more of this about. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah, according to ESPN, he gets this check every July 1, as you said, from 2011 to 2035. <laughs> Yeah, Holy cow. that's what I'm saying. And the man who orchestrated this is a fucking genius. His name is Dennis Gilbert. That was Bobby's agent at the time. Uh, and he, like, not that you would have any regrets about this, but he's so fucking proud of himself. He mm -hmm. did a Zoom interview recently where he started wearing a shirt that had Bobby on it surrounded by money bags. <laughs> and then he took it off in the middle of the interview because he thought it was too gauche. <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this like Dennis Gilbert's, like, is, is this his, like, main accomplishment of his life? Because I know there are other be. players who have this arrangement. Has he set this up for other people or is he just cashing on He had on set it up me? for the other Mets player who took the same deal in like 97. Uh, but I don't, he was in insurance for most of his career and then transferred over to baseball to like help a friend or whatever. So baseball sport Wait. agenting isn't even his main bread and butter. It's fucking insurance. Is, <laughs> That's incredible. Is, are you describing Jerry Maguire? Yeah, basically. <laughs> This sounds exactly like the plot of Jerry Maguire. I mean, like, this is Tom Cruise's guy, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, it has to be. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, <laughs> uh, Dennis Gilbert has once said, quote, I would say I'm extremely proud of this deal. Let's put it this way. We didn't think we were taking any risk deferring the money, which is so <laughs> slack. <laughs> we didn't think we were taking any risk. Well, I'm sure that's what the Mets thought when they were getting in with Bernie Madoff, too. Yes. My God. Yeah, they had to be called to, like, so many lawsuits or, like, uh, court hearings during the Madoff things. And Madoff, to this day, insists that nobody knew it was a Ponzi scheme, not even his own sons. Like, they t once they found out, they turned him in the next day. Uh, uh, sure. Madoff has been very cool about saying nobody knew. I think Madoff's dead now. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. Is he? 
I, I think he's dead. I mean, because of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he to his grave, I assume. I he looks dead. Yeah, died in prison in uh, recently, 2020, I think. Right? Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. did, he get, did he get COVID yeah. in prison? I don't know. Oh, I, I watched the Robert De Niro thing about him. It was a very good movie on HBO about the Madoff thing, and like they definitely painted it as if his sons didn't. One of them committed suicide. He outlived, I think, all of them. Wow. Definitely two of them. One of them committed suicide immediately during all of this because New York was so mad at him. And then the other one died of cancer like decades ago. Yeah, crazy, crazy tragedy for you. So did you find the the Bobby Bonilla stuff during Madoff research? And were you like, wait, what the hell? You've got to be joking. No, I was at Sluggers in Chicago with my brother mm-hmm. and he was telling, he was like, you know, I like listening to your podcast. Lies, he doesn't fucking listen. Yeah, he was like, I like your podcast. You should do one on Bobby Bonilla. And I was like, what the fuck is Bobby? Because he's really into baseball. Right. Uh, yeah, so I was like, what the fuck is Bobby Bonilla? I don't know who that is. And then he very poorly described the plot of Bobby Bonilla to me. Right. Uh, and I was like, that sounds interesting. Let me look that up. And I have not looked back since. That's amazing. It is, ama- it is an amazing situation. So my favorite thing to do on Bobby Bonilla Day is just to look at Twitter because it is just an entire <laughs> two things happen. It's positive and negative. It's all of Twitter. Everybody's like, Bobby Bonilla, you're a god. Everybody's like, the Mets, you are stupid. And it is, everybody's in agreement. It's the greatest day ever. And every year, Bobby Bonilla will be the number one trend on Twitter in the world for like hours. Yep. Is, hours. Is, As he th- has earned the right to do. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Now, are, are, are the Mets in on all this content, too? Do they, like, are they trying to be self-deprecating and funny about it? Or are they, the like, please stop? The new owner wants to be self-deprecating, and he wants to do, like, a big celebration at the park. But that he, you know, bought the team in 2020, so that hasn't necessarily come to fruition yet. Ah, but okay. he wants to do, like, an, a comically large check sort of deal and present it to Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> like, uh, like in the office when they're, like, raising money for, uh, for rabies awareness. He wants yeah. to, like, bring out the nurses and... Yeah. <laughs> right. A check to Bobby. So, if- yeah, let's talk about Mets ownership right now, just so we can understand this. Because I definitely expect, like, they are very good. Everybody in baseball wants a Subway series. That's kind of what people are rooting for. Let's get the Mets and the Yankees at this. I fully expect if that were to happen, Bobby Bonilla throws out a first pitch. Like, that is going to happen in the playoffs because this guy, Stephen Cohn, who's like a, he made an ass ton of money, I think, gobbling up a bunch of shit during the recession. He's a mega billionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Cohen is his name and he so now like they're spending money everybody's on board the Mets are good it's all hunky-dory so now it's funny but the Bobby Bonilla thing used to be way funnier when they were sad and pathetic and they're like hey we got all of these guys and we're also paying this guy who literally probably can't like bend over and tie his shoes now or like whatever Bobby Bonilla is doing he's an old man and he's making all this money like we suck and we there goes a million dollars for Bobby Bonilla. It was the greatest thing. And it's the funniest part about it is that it happens right in the middle of baseball season. If this happened in November during football season, no one would care. Nobody would that. care. Yeah. And there's well, nothing happening. It's like, it's like pe- people are probably paying more attention to it because there's no other sports going nothing. on. Like the NBA yes. and the NHL have just finished up. We're done mm-hmm. with like the college world series. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just baseball in July and people are just clamoring for any kind of like relief from the boredom of actually having to watch baseball games. <laughs> baseball i found that going to the games is the best thing ever because it's just a picnic and things something's happening but really you're just drinking outside well speaking of just drinking outside that's what bobby bonilla does because i need to make it clear he has not coached baseball he has not done like talk shows he is not a sports commentator this man is fucked off to like go grill and do nothing with the rest of his life which to me is an inspiring story he's just just living the american dream right now yeah, he's like grilling and playing with his grandkid or whatever. Uh, he also won he a is... world championship. Like he wins <laughs> yeah. everything. Like 
He's what a, what he was like a life. He was in like six All Star games, something mm-hmm. like that. Like that man was, you know, as much as we crap on him for choking or whatever. Like he was good at baseball. He was. Yeah. That's why we know Bobby Bonilla Day. There's other players that have deferred contracts. None of them were involved with Bernie Madoff, obviously. Well, the other guy in the Mets was, but. Yes. You know, it's a yeah. lesser contract and nobody cared. It's funny because Bobby Bonilla was such a media sensation. It was such a polarizing figure to so many. Uh, it's kind of like he got the last laugh, right? He got the last laugh on the media because, like, they were mean to him and he was mm-hmm. mean to them and he sucked. And when you suck in a big market, it's bad. But then there is a tipping point at which the suckage and the meanness gets, like, sad. And everyone's like, okay, well, I'm actually on the side of the player now. You're being too mean to this guy. Mm-hmm. This is a little aggressive. So now he gets the last laugh for, like, you were right. I sucked. Pay me my fucking money. Exactly. He started a um, foundation with his wife to for like the schools in the Bronx because mm-hmm. that's how he started playing baseball. One of them was the school, the high school he went to. Uh, that's so fucking funny. Good guy, Bobby like, Bonilla. Good guy. Bobby. I love He's from Bobby Bonilla. He's from the Bronx. That's just so good. Okay, let's. I want to talk about you now. Tell us, tell us about Busted Business Bureau and who you are and what you do. So I we laid it out. It's a post mortem of businesses. We talk about Bernie Madoff, but like, what is it about? Yeah, so I started the podcast because I was bored. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, had an idea where I started the podcast because of Cars for Kids. I realized that everyone knew what Cars for Kids was, but like, what was actually the organization? Where does your money go when you donate a car to them? Mm -hmm. And so that question led to the entire podcast. So it's about scams, scandals, and shenanigans in business or nonprofits or whatever and doing as much research and like finding interesting stories and stuff as I can. So sometimes the businesses have already failed. Sometimes they're still, they haven't failed yet. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so it's, so it's as like much a, about like the scams and like people's, people's like get rich quick schemes in the context of businesses as it is about businesses that actually like go belly up. Exactly. It's also, about, I did a episode about Lockheed Martin recently, which is like one of the most successful businesses in the United States and will not stop being successful anytime soon. No. But they also build a bunch of planes that blow up and can't do anything. So. Yeah, the, the, the F-16, I'm told, is among the worst pieces of crap ever assembled. And uh, I don't know how much yes, Lockheed had, like, were they, I, I don't know if they were like, I, I, I don't know how much Lockheed had to do with that. But the point is that like, they don't build like- They had everything machines. to do with that. They're terrible at what they do when they have the <laughs> government in such a chokehold. Like we increased the Pentagon budget specifically for F-35s this year. It's that, fucking rad. <laughs> well, good for Lockheed. You know, it, it just goes to show like, like Bobby Bonilla, you don't have to be very good at what you do to get a shitload of money from people who are willing to pay you. Yes. Yeah. Now that's, that's really the spirit of Busted Business Bureau, which is why I love Bobby Bonilla. Also because he has like a double B sort of thing going on. Like, yeah, Busted I, Business I, I, Bureau, I we that. love Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Have you considered changing your first name to Bristian to continue Ooh. the B theme? Mm. You know what? I'm thinking of doing a Busted Business Bureau birthday bash as a live show. Oh, wow. That's um, fun. Right? So that's a lot of Bs. So a Borky birthday bash. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Well, we, we would definitely celebrate with you uh, from, from, from a distance uh, we'd love huh. any excuse to get to Chicago for any birthday bash, but uh, we, we're, we're, we're excited about the Busted Business Bureau. We love the show. Like I said, it's very funny. You have funny guests on. Yeah. And that's one of my and favorite parts And they're all just normies. The Some of them are comedians, but, you know, they try to hide. Normies. <laughs> I, uh, I worked in medicine for a while, and we used to call people who, like, were in medicine that weren't doctors or nurses, we'd call them muggles. Like, oh, that person's a muggle. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not one of the people that wear the scrubs yet. Normie, yeah, comedians good. tend to call non-comedians normies, which I love. I proudly identify as a normie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you so do? You identify as a normie. You you are, but you have a you have a comedy background. Is that is mm-hmm. that is that true? I mean, what? How did you uh, get started in that? 
Well, I, you know, I've always been like loud and audacious and I did theater or whatever. And then in college, I started uh, like producing live comedy shows at this one place called Under the Gun. The owners were obsessed with me, as everybody is. And then uh, when the Lincoln Lodge opened, it's the same owners, they were like, come bartend with us, which is how I got to start the podcast in the first place. Because they were like, oh, you're a woman who has a podcast idea. Oh, my God, please do it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I guess they know a good idea when they see it. And yeah. obviously, it's it's been very successful. The Lincoln Lodge, very popular. A uh, lot of quality production coming out of the, of, of the Lincoln Lodge, of course. Uh, so it, it sounds like you found quite the niche and you're just kicking ass. You, what, do you have any exciting shows or topics that you have lined up? Uh, yeah, what's that coming up? We can expect with what's coming up. Yeah. I have a multi-part episode planned on Disney, which I've never done before. I've never done a multi-parter. So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, and I want to have my mom on the podcast for an episode. <laughs> That's a good call. I've, I've often thought about calling our mom and just like having her chime in and not tell her that she's on. Yeah, I think she might um, come for the live birthday bash. Uh, she might go. like be the guest yeah. during like the live theater. So they're, you know, it's like a 120 seat theater. Uh, so I hopefully can pack that up and <laughs> do a freaking live episode. Disney. I mean, that would be spectacular. So you gotta yeah. think people are gonna so, show up for that. Yeah, I'd be down for that for sure. That one wouldn't be the multi-part of though, because no, then no. we'd all be there for six hours. No. <laughs> Disney is just like oh, I love the Frozen conspiracy. Uh, that's my. Did you hear that, Chris? That conspiracy about Disney? The reason that they wrote a movie called Frozen is so that when you Google Disney Frozen, what doesn't come up is Walt Disney being Frozen. <laughs> is that true? I, it's a is conspiracy it? theory. I mean, it worked. If it is, I mean, it would have totally worked. I absolutely love let's, it. Let's let's test it out. We're gonna test it out right now. Mm -hmm. Disney Frozen. <laughs> All right. Let's see how far it takes me to scroll down before I get to Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen head. All right. Wow, we're all going to be here for a long time. <laughs> well, there's something called Disney's Frozen was originally a much darker story. I'm not going to click that, but that's the last result on the first page. So I safe to say if it, that was the we're plan, it We're on page worked. two? I'm exhausted. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah can't, I can't be bothered for that. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Christian, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us about Bobby Bonilla and how he is kind of... The, I mean, we used to think that like JFK's dad was the greatest American of all time, but it might be Bobby Bonilla. He <laughs> might be the American dream. Whatever he's doing out there on the 4th of July weekend, he, Bobby Bonilla owns the weekend. So thank you so much for coming on. You can follow her and Busted Business Beer and everything in the show notes. Highly recommend it. I found her on TikTok where she has couple 10 20,000 followers something like that oh god that's so embarrassing i posted one tiktok to 20 people and now i have 25,000 followers yeah. and that's happened in like a month and a half it just happened <laughs> the, the algorithm is absolutely crazy thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with us actually we, we should probably get together another time down the road this was fun oh yeah i had a blast thank you for inviting me on it makes me makes a girl feel special well you, <laughs> one can say you're the bobby bonilla of podcasts and tiktok and Don't i think there's no that. higher praise Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is so nice. I'm going to cry on the podcast. <laughs> and that was our conversation with Christian Borky. Man, she is efficient for how often she laughs. It was unbelievable how compact the amount of information she had. Yes. Podcasting style and, and prowess. That was just such a fun conversation. I, I love talking shit about the Mets. You know, you know, we and you know, we we know one of the Mets. Well, we kind of know one of the Mets. Kinda we have right. we have the. Well, we we uh, you went to high school with someone who ran into and almost ruined the career of one of the Mets. Yeah, that's right. So shout out to Brandon Nimmo. Uh, I can only shout apologize in hindsight. Glad we didn't uh, ruin your career with that ACL injury in high school football game. Uh, but I, yeah. I just I just I love talking about when major pro organizations like that just absolutely trip on their own feet or like, they, you know, it's not even that they were tripping over their own feet. It's that they lined up the shot 
so perfectly that they just blew their foot right off getting into yeah. bed with uh, with the likes of Bernie Madoff. Just and it, and Christian obviously did such a great job researching all this stuff, and I you know I I genuinely learned a ton. I had no idea that Bobby Bonilla Day was so intimately connected with the the likes of Bernie Madoff, but I had a I had a blast. Yeah, that. she's great, and uh, she you can find her. I think they're like like she mentioned they're going to do a live show perhaps in Chicago. She's all all sorts of Chicago, and we'll have links to everything in the show notes. Of course, you can find any of the sources. The Madoff thing is crazy because I know, everybody knows about Bobby Bonilla Day. It's a flash in the pan. Like we said, nothing's going on, so everybody looks at it. But then if you dive deeper, you're like, actually, it's even crazier and stupider than you could have ever possibly imagined. But if the Yankees did this, you'd be like, yeah, it's the Yankees are just trying to win any way they can with the Mets. Like, God, you guys are fucking idiots. And they're just a caricature of an organization. Like, it's almost a shame they're kind of good now because, mm-hmm. like, man, just un unending comedy from the decisions made by the New York Mets over the years. I know. I, and like, it is a shame that they're good and it bums everybody out. I mean, they have a bunch of fans and their fans are, are uh, they want to, they want a lot of sympathy. It's weird. They are very, they're so Long Island and you're in New York. So, so time. Long Island. Like they want to be the Cubs, but like you got to wait a century for that dog. <laughs> yeah, they, they stumbled into their World Series against the Red Sox, and I think it, it must have been 86 or whatever. But yeah, a fun little uh, mess of an episode there about some Americana. And as we celebrate America's birthday, whenever you are happening to listen to this, Chris, did you know that America will eat enough hot dogs to go back and forth to Los Angeles to D.C. five times yeah. on one day? Well, yeah, and look, once we get to day two of the chess tournament, things are really going to heat up. <laughs> Uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are found. Like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're mad at us, you can email us. All that stuff will be in the show notes. Chris, it's time to uh, unveil. It's, it's Dad Bod Summer. I can't wait to go. Dad Bod Summer. Is there any other kind? No. God bless this country. <laughs> <laughs>